Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian. And I'm Inessa. Yeah, this is, you already know what this is, because you've heard the intro, so we're not going to say it. We're not going to repeat ourselves. <laughs> That's not what we're going to do. We are going to dive right in, because we like diving in. We are going to dive right in to the Uncanny X-Men issue 152. What? With the Uncanny. Two. <laughs> we're going to dive into. No, no, we, you, 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 the into the Uncanny X-Men. Yes. Qualifying it. We usually say the X. You're, you're, all, formal. Mine always you're says, all formal and shit. Mine always says uncanny because I use the same basic template for yeah. all of my uh, my write-ups. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're more thorough than I am. More thorough than thorough. I am. <laughs> all right. Issue 152 is called The Hellfire Gambit, which sounds like a caper film from the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> it was released in December of 1981. Uh, this issue is the second part of a two-parter. In issue 151, we left our friends in quite the predicament. Kitty had been sent by her parents, who, like all good 80s parents, are pretty free-range, to a different school, which also happens to be run by mutants. Emma Frost, the baddie who runs that school, swapped her body with Auroros, leading to all manner of confusion. Also, there were sentinels. (laughs) What? For the podcast listeners, she's not laughing over the also there were sentinels. No, I'm laughing because Brian and, and has my this facial funny... expression, which is completely neutral. <laughs> always Nobody funny. Can see it. Basically, okay. yeah. Brian always has a funny look on his face. I don't. That's not true. That's, All right. just, this, that's slanderous. This, <laughs> this issue has a girl fight on the cover, so you know it's going to be a good one. Um, <laughs> I actually like the cover of this one a lot with the green, blue, and white oh, so colors. Yeah. yeah. But I like it because of art. Me too. Okay. Sure. Okay. All right, so I've started this next paragraph about four times, and there's no way not to make it confusing as far as who is in what body, so let's just go with it. At one point, I got so confused, I started writing Emma Storm instead of Emma Frost. Ooh, that's actually, <laughs> yeah, okay. Although I hadn't, this is how stupid I am, it had not occurred to me that Frost has anything to do with the weather. Yeah, no, it was, it was extremely confusing. Okay, so we opened a kitty in a speeding car with the person who looks like Emma Frost, but is actually Aurora. Flying above them is Aurora, who is actually Emma Frost. I'm already confused. <laughs> Kitty wakes up. I had to read that first page because like, I read it a week yeah. ago, and yeah. then we were out of town, and then I had to read it again. Like, usually You're I just... way smarter than this, though. No, I'm not. <laughs> How, like, like In Chamber of Secrets, when they all took the Polyjuice potion, did you think that Crab and Goyle were not actually Harry and Ron? No. <laughs> I mean, did that confuse you? I did. I mean, I like... All of this makes sense in yeah. my brain, but has sort of yeah. having to talk about it in a way that sure. someone okay. who hasn't read the thing, so that because I'm always thinking about yeah. you, our listener. Really, the, um, I don't want to go on this detour, but um, we're not, not thinking about the yeah. listeners because uh, uh, there aren't any of you. But um, it's funny because in my head, I just say Aurora and whatever body she's in. There's an interesting detour about what exactly what exactly constitutes identity because to me it just seems very very natural that her brain is who she is yeah true fair but you know people around them are reacting to them based on what exactly. they see and yeah. that's confusing right. anyway. um kitty wakes up sees emma frost and phases out of the car causing it to crash aurora who is actually emma frost is too close and 
is able to manipulate the weather <laughs> a bit to throw herself clear. Kitty is unharmed, but sees the body of Emma Frost injured on the ground. She considers leaving her there. Also, she's dressed like she was abducted on the way to an aerobics class. Oh, Kitty? Yes. More on that later. More <laughs> on aerobics later. More on I, aerobics later? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Aerobics in, in the early 80s. And, yeah, okay. okay. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, Emma Frost and the body of Aurora returns to the school and chats with Sebastian Shaw, a man dressed like he owns a plantation. She's upset because she thinks she's stuck in Aurora's body, but Shaw seems cool with it, and they do some smooching. Yeah. By the way, not a plantation from the 19th century, even. It's like (laughs) early 18th century sugarcane plantation in Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a a weird costume. He's got very, very tight pants. It just seems like it would be hard to... he's not someone who needs tight pants. Yeah, no. It would just sound yeah. like the sideburns. It just like it feels like it would be hard to, you know, in any way blend into society. Hellfire Club fashion is, by the way, awesome. Now, it's super problematic in terms of male gaze. Super problematic. <laughs> but as a comic book aesthetic, uh, they nailed it. I think it's I think it's terrific. But I'll, I'll defer that until later. All right, so let's see. Smooching. We come back to Kitty and Storm in the body of Emma Frost in the woods. Storm is trying to convince Kitty of her identity, and Kitty really doesn't know what to believe. Back at the mansion, the remaining X-Men are imprisoned by someone named Harry Leland, a man who also dresses like a plantation owner, but somehow even less successfully, (laughs) and could really use a queer eye for the straight guy makeover. (laughs) Emma Frost Uh in the body of Aurora... Shows up and tries to convince everyone that Aurora has gone rogue. Some guards that got their faces messed up by Wolverine at issue 133 are also there and decide to go in for some retribution. I don't know if those characters have like a a, a class name. Uh, Hellfire hench people, hench people. Hellfire minions. Yeah. Um, quick aside, uh, some some female representation yeah. amongst the minions. Yeah. 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 They're, 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 they're hench people. Yep. Yeah. People. Meanwhile, Kitty is starting to believe Aurora in the body of Emma Frost and has called Stevie to help them. Stevie brings them back to the mansion, but then gets captured by Shaw and Emma Frost in the body of Aurora. Meanwhile, the guards... <laughs> you still... I'm going to hang tough with this all the, the way. Go yeah. for it, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever keeps you uh, straight, and, and, you know, and I'm sure that it's beneficial to all of our listeners, and I'm sure that they will write in to appreciate that. Cerebro at xmenfiles.com. Let us know how helpful Anessa is. Okay, so meanwhile, the guards are really letting Wolverine have it. Finally, the X-Men believe that they have killed him. Yeah. From the guards' perspective, would that it were so simple. <laughs> well, from the guards' perspective, from their perspective, they killed him. Yes. They think that they did. They think yeah. they did. Yeah. From everyone's perspective. From everyone's yeah. perspective. Would that it were so simple. Would that it were so simple. Kitty and Aurora work together to get into the mansion with Kitty phasing through the ground into the bunker and Aurora controlling her mind to show her how to rewire something. Shaw and the real Emma... I See, here I did it. I wrote Emma Storm. <laughs> yeah, there it is in Shaw black and white. And the real Emma Frost show up, but the real Aurora is able to get inside the bunker in time. They get inside and run into Wolverine, who was not really dead, but had only been bewitched by Nightcrawler's witchy friend Amanda to yeah. seem dead. He seemed dead, but what the plot presupposes is... <laughs> He isn't? He isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
Uh, Kitty frees everyone by phasing through them and disrupting the electromagnetic something of their locks. And they all beat the crap out of Leland. Who has like <laughs> weird mutant powers of like doubling his weight every... But they uh, don't, mass. mass. Not, I, I, sorry for the um, pedantic physicist, but mass and weight are not the same thing. Okay. Mass. Um, they say mass in the thing. I, I mean, oh, oh, and, and as well they should. Yeah. Wolverine gives the weird guards that tried to kill him a lecture about how they should stop being so complainy about being half bionic and just buck up. Shaw turns up <laughs> and they throw him into a lake. Emma Frost in the body of Storm causes some sort of epic weather disturbance and Storm has to mind meld with her to stop it. They switch bodies back. So now this all becomes a little less confusing. <laughs> Emma Frost yeah. almost falls into the lake, but Storm rescues her so that she can kill her herself. Wolverine intervenes and gives an uncharacteristic speech about how killing is okay for him, but really isn't Storm's thing, and she relents. She and Emma Frost take a path of mutually assured destruction. Neither group mm. can report the other to the cops without also reporting themselves, which I guess is how it always is with the mutants. That was a little... No, that's not how it always is. Um... Before I, I, I go on, because I, I didn't make a note for this, do you think that people other than me and people who write for the AV Club know that what this thing presupposes is is actually from? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I'm i going to do it because I find it hilarious. And I picked it up from the AV Club because they would they would just drop it in every now and again. Um, I don't know that... So it's from the, um, the Royal Tenenbaums, mm-hmm. which is a movie that... Not that far off the beaten path, but it's not like it's a timeless classic. Right, right. It's not like Go Ahead, Make My Day, or Franklin, My Dear, Don't Give a Damn. So, anyway, The Royal Tenenbaums is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Wes Anderson is a really great uh, mm-hmm. director. Um, Moonrise Kingdom, I think, is probably my favorite Wes mm-hmm. Anderson. That's a good one. Um, that was a real good one. Uh, okay, so. So, yeah. They, is that how it always ends? No. I feel like that's how they're all, you know, whenever you've got the good guys and the bad guys. Yeah. The good guys can't tell. The bad guys can't yeah. tell either. So, fair enough. I think, so, the police, this is an interesting thought. I, I hadn't really uh, considered this much. In comic books, very often the police are irrelevant. Right. Right. <laughs> um, when they are there, they are not necessarily on the side of the protagonist. Right. Um, and, and Frank Miller, during a couple of his stints on Batman, The Dark Knight Returns, then Batman Year One, the cops are villains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The cops are villains both from the standpoint that there are some corrupt cops, right. but also that even the good cops are opposed to Batman because he's a vigilante. Right. It, at one point, like the police commissioner says, I don't understand what the discussion is about. This is clear. Batman's a vigilante. Right. <laughs> That shit's illegal. We're, we're, we're going to shut yeah. down Batman, um, which it, it was a really great eighties moment. I mean, eighties mm-hmm. are when those um, aside to the aside, <laughs> you know, a decade, a full decade before you had an antihero like Tony Soprano and television drama would, would give you those things. Mid eighties are when comics kind of reconsidered. That you know, mm-hmm. they reconsidered the character of Batman. You know, Frank Miller did that, and then Alan Moore, of course, and Watchmen. Um, you know, 
who you know, what are our heroes are right. they mentally stable but also just in terms of morality and social structure where do they stand right which is a long-winded way of saying <laughs> uh, in general you don't hear about cops so that it, it doesn't always resolve that way mm-hmm. in this case it does because right yeah it was it was yeah. just on you like it, for, to hear kitty be like oh should we call the police and then i was like wait do we have we ever called the I don't feel like we've ever called the police in any of these right. other issues that I've that I've read yeah. and why is this why does she want to call the police and sort of why is this why then can they not call the police differently from any other issue anyway um they wrapping this up they oh, still I'm almost right. done oh, they okay. still hate each other promise not to tell Emma Frost says that they can keep Kitty uh, though I'm curious what the cover story to her, her parents. It's like, I, I'm just going to stay here. Actually, that didn't work out. Well, no, the cover story to her parents is that Emma Frost doesn't accept her into the Academy. Mm, fair. Um, I mean, the reasons for that that they give to Kitty's parents are like, failed to deliver your high school transcript or something. <laughs> going to be oh, like... sign the application. Uh, there are no open spots in band. So she <laughs> and she really has her heart set on the clarinet. Or, you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so that is, that is it. That is it. That is it. What'd you think? I like this one. I... Absolutely, hundred yeah, percent dug it. Good two-parter. I've got, I've got all kinds of stuff to. I, I don't have all kinds of stuff to say about it. Um, I have all kinds of feelings about it. Yeah. I, I, I said last week that this, this two-shot is one of my favorites, and mm-hmm. I read it over and over again. Um, I can remember reading it the first time, and the mind switcheroo. I, I don't know that I'd seen that, and it's still even something that I think does not get used that often. Right. You know, the body switching. Um, I'd mentioned Harry Potter. I, I'd have to think for a while about, but when it's been used elsewhere it has been used like shape-shifting like mm-hmm. star trek deep space nine there's that and there's some others where there's with the scrolls would be one but that's different yeah and um, even even in this like aurora was like super super pissed that she had like it almost felt like you know it, it it was like a okay well we expect bad guys to do bad guy stuff but this you know the 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 body switching right. uh, felt sort of like even for bad guys <laughs> like beyond yeah. the pale of what she expects from them cuz she was mad right and it's crazy actually now that i think about it um I mean, I'd said Harry Potter, that's that's body morphing. Mm-hmm. it's not brain switching and i'm no. not sure that i've seen brain switching yeah. in much of any place um like Freaky Friday. That's <laughs> that's about. But it, it's true. I yeah. Mean, that that actually that that's one where yeah. you've got the brain swap. Right. Um. And obviously the narrative aims of Freaky Friday are way different here. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm still boggled by this because it has elements of body horror. Uh, like I'm in somebody else's body, body and right. like this is freaking me the fuck out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also it has this opportunity where okay, I'm. I'm still myself because we established earlier that your brain is what identifies you. I'm still someone else, but now my experience is completely different. My abilities are completely different. Right. Um, to say nothing of, let's just go ahead and say it because, I mean, it, it's totally subtext here, but let's make a text also like, like, like sexually. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little <laughs> rapey. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Well, yes. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, I don't 
I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. I don't know that Sebastian Shaw says. I mean, I don't know that they established like whether there's a romantic or non-romantic physical relationship between. Yeah. Like, like they make you know, they make this movie. Yeah, picture. they do some kissing. But um, I don't know if he says, "Hey, you know, you're still, <laughs> yeah. you're still Emma, but uh, you know, time for." You know, walk on <laughs> on the wild side. <laughs> he does. Whatever. He does say you would make a beautiful white queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about as close as it gets. But there is, I can't, I can't express it more you know, without just sounding gross. I can't express it more. But but there is there is that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of kind of like the the, the bifurcating or modularizing physical relationship right. that you have with someone. Like oh. I, it's still you. It's still you. It's, it's but, your brain. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. right. So like if, I was, if I was switched with somebody else and then you were like, hey, yeah, let's, that's cool. You I mean, know, depending on who. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but then like, then I got switched yeah. back. I'd be like, hmm, really? <laughs> like, you, you, yeah. Yeah. Like you, you, might were... have, you might have, you might have been a little too into that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, meanwhile, somebody else's brain is in your body. Um, I, I can't finish that sentence. Like, you're no longer you. Maybe it was somebody. Be... What's that? <laughs> Maybe it'd be somebody else that could like more articulately uh, express the body swapping. Stop it! I don't want any. <laughs> I don't want that person because uh, yeah, no, um, no. I want your brain. Um, okay, I, I, I hesitated because like I don't want you to get the idea that I, I think you're pretty. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's all no, I get it. Yes. Yeah, so like if somebody else's brain, I mean... It's I, a mind I, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. I'm thinking, because there, there, as you know, I had an ex-girlfriend who was was pretty, like, not as smart as you Well, are. yeah. And, and really, obviously, we're not going to your name. But anyway. Anyway. You know, a couple of months, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would eventually, um, you know, you're pretty, but uh, nobody is that pretty. Uh, it's a lot of time okay life, life is long yeah um I, i've got a list of notes but uh, 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 uh do, what else do you want to add if anything so i i liked it um i had yeah. i just had questions um everyone oh and i i did want to add that i liked the um i wrote down that there was lots of good wolverine uh, philosophy in in this issue he, yep. had, he had a couple of sort of you know real thought like you can tell that he's been doing some some soul searching, some soul searching, yeah, some thinking yeah. mm-hmm. about stuff. Um, not maybe particularly like super, super, super deep. Killing is bad, you know. Make the best of your life, you know. But like maybe Wolverine's been it's in, still good you advice. know a little a little therapy. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's been he's been thinking about stuff. Yeah. Um, I wrote down that. I wrote down that Storm was super pissed that Emma had taken over her body. Uh, the mutually assured destruction. And then who, so Harry Leland and, and those weird robot guards and the sort of history of all that, is that, are we supposed to know who he is? Harry Leland, I can't remember. He's a member of the Hellfire Club. Right. Hellfire Club first shows up in like issue 129 or 130. Definitely they're in 130. I think they first show up in 129. And they're like um, just, they're like bad guys. They're... They are bad guys. They are a, a sort of an Illuminati, Freemason type secret society that has existed for centuries Hence, their awesome wardrobe costumes. <laughs> so in my head, initially, I guess I thought the Hellfire Club was like a a place, like a bar that is sort of served as like a front. For, because like, mm-hmm. you know, consider like calling a an organization of baddies a yeah. club. It's like, you know, like the chess club, <laughs> you know, okay. the glee club. <laughs> 
I hadn't looked at it in that way, but no, you're right. Yeah. It, it does. It does kind of the, yeah, like they've got a clubhouse yeah. and a treehouse or whatever. Like, the, like the, no, no girls allowed. Girls is misspelled. And, <laughs> like the the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. That's like a, a powerful yeah. name for you know they're they're telegraphing like we're the bad guys. But like Brotherhood, okay. The Hellfire Patriarchal Club is like whatever. It's like a it's like a bar. <laughs> um. Uh, I, I cannot, I had, that had never occurred to me, uh, which is why I, I want your awesome brain here. <laughs> that had never actually occurred to me. Um, they have like a headquarters. Mm-hmm. So sort so of like the Playboy Club, uh, the Playboy Mansion. No, they, they don't call it the Playboy Club, uh, the Playboy Mansion. Uh, they, they have a location in New York. I think they established that. Maybe that's um, why I thought it was like a place, like a physical. And, and I want to say, Say I'd have to go go check this. I want to say like their location is known about, um, but they're they're, they're kind of like Scientology. The Scientology is not a bit, not a good example. It's not a bad one either. They've got a front, mm-hmm. and you can become a member of the Hellfire Club. But then as you get deeper in, there's like the secret, the secret of levels like, of like the uh, like Nexium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like like Nexium and Scientology, those are look. They're cults, and if you're a Scientologist, um, you're, you're in a you're cult. in a cult. You're yeah. in a cult. Um, <laughs> We're sorry. Whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, and, and Nexium, uh, whatever. There's a great podcast about Nexium. Yeah. You should stop listening to this definitely, one. Definitely, definitely listen to that podcast. What was the name of it? It was, it was like called from the CBC. Escaping... It was the CBC um, Canadian Broadcasting, and it was called Escaping Nexium, maybe. But it's part of a part of a series that they do. Okay, um, so what you should do right now is you should Google <laughs> <laughs> Nexium podcast. But Nexium is hard to spell. It's N X I V M or some shit. N X V I M. Yeah, it didn't. yeah. N X I V M. Yeah, something N-X-I- like that. Yeah, it, it's okay. It's a really good podcast, and you should definitely look it up and listen to it. Yep. Yep. The cult. Canadian Canadian broadcast. It was like season two of some exactly yeah thing it's, it's that, some yeah. yeah some series that they do. So the Hellfire Club <laughs> is a cult. <laughs> it would be actually it'd be like this like like imagine if the Girl Scouts had <laughs> like some inner circle that was evil right and that and that had this Illuminati uh, you know conspiratorial yeah. element to them and, and you put this idea in my head. <laughs> Because you, you, at one point you were talking about all of the camps and property. Oh yeah, the Girl Scouts. Real estate yeah, yeah, yeah. the Girl Scouts. <laughs> they do. The Girl Scouts yeah. are a little bit like the. Uh, yeah. They they're like to wet their beak. They're a little bit like the Illuminati. <laughs> like yeah. they're sort of unassuming with their cookies, but then like they own tons of land. Right. Like within an less than an hour and a half drive of our home in North Carolina. It was like in the middle of not really near it. Like there are three enormous Girl Scout properties. Okay. So the Hellfire Club is a lot like the Girl Scouts. (laughs) (laughs) In that. Uh, Although they don't sell cookies. No, Um, they should. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay. Um, What more? Oh, so the Hellfire Club... um, because I think you're, oh, do we know who Leland is? We I don't know that we know who he is, but the you know the inner circle, the secret cabal of uh, the Hellfire Club, they have titles based on chess pieces. So she, Emma Frost is the White Queen. Oh, okay. And I thought uh, it was just because she was so white, white, <laughs> just really, <laughs> really, really, white. really Aryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Northern European, yeah. just like Magneto, apparently. 
you know, a little, little, caucuses, little, little yeah. more waspy than uh, uh, McNeil. I, it never occurred um, to me that, and I thought that white was like her her shtick. You know, she's got the white clothes, she's got the. But I didn't. Really it's like, it, it, it's kind of both cause and effect. I think. I mean, so I, what are the other what are the other titles? Um, I, I want to say that the others are red, like the red king, the red queen. I, I know that red is used, but I can't remember. So Jean Grey was the black queen. Uh-huh. Uh, for for reasons that are just strange, and and I'll catch you up on the Dark Phoenix saga one of these days. Um, but they had but these titles. Uh, um, hopefully, I'm getting this right because I know that there's loads of background and lore uh, around X Men. You know, you're being fact checked by her by her listeners. Yes, yes, and and if I'm wrong, please let me know yes. at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. <laughs> But the titles are, are ones that are not hereditary, but she's not the first white queen. Okay. The Hellfire Club has been around for a long yes, time. Since. Behind the scenes, you know, the Freemasons uh, or, or the Stonecutters from The Simpsons, who makes Steve Gutenberg a star, who keeps the metric system down. Um, uh, back at a time when Steve Gutenberg was a bank ball. Yeah, 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 God yeah, bless him. Yeah. Um, uh, Cocoon is a good movie. Tani Welch was in uh, Cocoon. She's Raquel Welch's daughter. Oh. And um, at least in 1984, whenever the movie came out, really easy. She's probably still easy on the eyes, but uh, she's probably in her 60s now. I say Raquel Welch has always been older than I thought she was. Yep. Looks yeah. great. Okay. Um, <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. Yeah. Well, Steve Gutenberg. Stuck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hellfire Club. That's that. I said a lot of, a lot of need. All that needs all to, that be to be said about, about the Hellfire that. Club. Okay period um one more thing <laughs> yes uh in x-men first class that is i think the first and possibly only cinematic mm-hmm. reference to the hellfire club mm-hmm. yeah fascinating all right what were your other other oh, things that you had written down allegedly Ale- whoa <laughs> I, I, Alleged I will notes. direct you to <laughs> this file issue notes Written in written in libre office, mm. writer, because uh, I'm all I'm all uh, yeah, you know nerdy nerdy and shit. No, I'm all cheap and shit. <laughs> I'm all open source, and I didn't feel like paying for Microsoft Office. Uh, so car crashes are easy to survive, wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you survived your car. crash. I did survive my car crash. Yes. And like the next day, you were ready, or rather later that same night, you were ready to fight villains. <laughs> So background for our listeners, that I, you, you were you 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 were in a car crash. I was in a, a car crash, car in crash. a very serious car crash. Yeah. And uh, no, I was in no. Well, I mean, look no further than the fact that on two days ago, yeah, I slipped and <laughs> fell. <laughs> you got a boo boo on some gravel. Yes, we were, we were traveling, and yeah. uh, I we were taking a walk, and I slipped and fell yeah. on some gravel. I fell pretty hard on one of my knees, and I scraped it up, and it was bleeding. You beat the shit out of that. Yeah, baby. and yeah. Um, I was so so discombobulated <laughs> from mm-hmm. that fall that I had to sit down and put my head between my knees for a little while. <laughs> Right. And then couldn't walk you were home. Lightheaded. Yes, I was lightheaded and Brian had to uh, drive, drive me, go get the car and drive me to home. The place and that where we were staying. So that was like just from a pretty low key knee scraping. Yeah. So you would agree that a car crash. Very, very easy to. Pre airbag. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think they're wearing seatbelts. Yeah. This car goes, flips over several times. 
somehow she's and, and like yeah, not the worst for wear. Right. Well, you know, she's yeah, okay. she's super. She has super heroic powers. But after my car crash, I walked up this hill to the uh, to the shoulder of the yeah. highway, and I was so so faint that I. Did that because I was worried that I was going to pass out down in this ravine where the car was, yeah. and uh, I don't know what I was. It did nothing that I was thinking at the time made any sense at all. Yeah. So yeah, easy to survive. Walk away from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 shake I mean, it off. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm bothered by this. Yeah, I didn't Just, even notice that. Oh, in the story? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know why. And it's not just because... I don't know anybody that's been in a car accident as serious as the one that you were in. Yeah. This is like, before we met, you you're in this accident. Um, but car crashes seem so survivable and inconsequential. And I just... Just why? Just don't have the car crash. Just have, Or have it have it be a crash where the, the car doesn't flip over over and over again. Like... We watched Mission Impossible, whichever one it is, um, Elephant Nation, uh, no. Elephant, uh, Elephant monkey, Pro- Ghost monkey Protocol, Ghost Go- Protocol. Monkey Problems. <laughs> we watched Mission Impossible, the number four. The kids kept like, what does that mean? It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just exactly. keep watching. Yeah. It's fine. Um, and spoilers, if you haven't seen this, it ends with, with him driving a car 100 meters to hit the ground. Okay. 100 meters. <laughs> yeah. Even if you're not accelerating, that car is smashing against the ground head on at, call it, at least 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Probably. It's, it, it's got an airbag. <laughs> I had not noticed. I mean, yeah. I, obviously car crashes in, in, in film and uh, comics are, yeah. you know, highly more survivable than they are in, in real life. Yeah, but it, I had it, not it, noticed this one. It's being, an annoying thing because now I will notice it forever and ever, and it will always bother me. So thank you. Yeah, well, just you know, narratively, it's not necessary. Yeah. I think. Um, period. Okay, uh, car crashes. Okay. <laughs> uh, we already mentioned um, interracial interracial kiss, which is you know we're almost at the point where we don't need to mention this at all anymore. Mm. Um, I. I, I, I do think that it's worth mentioning mm-hmm. that in December 1981, this would not have been super common occurrence. Mm, no? No. Yeah, you're probably right. Or rather, it would have been noteworthy. Right, okay. Uh, it would have been the thing that uh, got attention called to it. Interesting. First interracial kiss on television happened on what TV show? Oh, goodness. Um, I don't know. Star Trek. That's right. Uh, Shatner and Michelle yeah, Nichols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was like the first interracial kiss on television. When which was that? Would have been, they're like, they call it 1968, mm, thereabouts. Not very long. No, not not very long before that. Um, so one of my favorite TV shows growing up was The Jeffersons. The Jeffersons, yeah. I was going to say The Jeffersons. I'm like, I know it's not The Jeffersons. Yeah. Well, and I don't even know if Tom and Helen kissed ever on I'm that not show. Sure Maybe they did. I don't know. But the Willises were an interracial couple. And... It was not presented as something matter of fact. I mean, it, 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 the showmakers know this. They right, know right. that, look, we got to acknowledge the elephant in the room. But like every damn episode. They, yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's one of those weird kind of oxymoronic elements of progressivism yeah. and just like trying to change the culture. You want to normalize that kind of a relationship because right. it's, it's normal. normal. <laughs> At the same time, you can't. 
at that time. Right. You, you can't kind of do it just without... pretend. Right. Yeah, yeah. So... I wouldn't um, mind watching a few episodes of The Jeffersons now. Uh, you just know, out of curiosity on, on, yeah. that, on that topic. God, I'm so into that show. I really um, like Jeffersons. I, I don't want to watch it again because I, I know that it's it's not that funny. Mm-hmm. There's some there's some funny episodes. Don't get me wrong, but but like it'll 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 break my heart to just realize just kind of how how primitive it is. Mm, okay. Probably probably yeah, I probably I, I I hope that I'm right. If you think that I should watch the Jeffersons, <laughs> if you um, want to if you want to hear another podcast yeah. where or, Ryan and I, and I have some watch episodes of the Jeffersons. No no no, we're not gonna do that. We, we, we <laughs> can talk, talk we can talk about, about the Jeffersons. But but um, what I do want um, okay so you know that we're also on Twitter. At, uh, really? Yeah, and it's like X Men Files or like at X Men Files, but on Twitter hashtag if you want, if you think that we should watch the Jeffersons hashtag move on up. <laughs> if you think we shouldn't watch the Jeffersons hashtag move on down. <laughs> because one thing I do know, I and this this will always be true: fish don't fry in the kitchen, beans don't burn on the grill. <laughs> I had a good song. Yeah, I like the Jeffersons. So you know who sang the song? I don't. Uh, Jeanette Dubois, who was on Good Times. All right. Okay. Who was she on Good Times? Because that's another I'm show that I'm blanking I on her name. She was the uh, the neighbor, like the single kind of fabulous uh, single yeah, neighbor yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, blanking yeah, yeah. on her name. No, Wanda? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Good Times. Another good show. Yeah. Really fantastic show. Um, I enjoyed Jeffersons more. No surprise as to why, because money was not a constraint on anyone's <laughs> life. Yeah. yeah, and so look, I'm no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not immune to that kind of escapism. Yeah, yeah. Nobody reads the X Men if Professor X like has to take a job tutoring high school students to make ends <laughs> meet. <money. Okay. laughs> no, we've, that's, we've that's not that's this. not coming up. That's not like one of the. <laughs> Professor X has to uh, no, take no. a take a second mortgage out on the uh, on the mansion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Refinance, home equity loan, <laughs> get the windows fixed. Uh, interracial kiss, cool. Yep. Um, Kitty makes the correct moral choice in yep. saving Emma Frost. She does. Yeah, I didn't think she wouldn't. Well, issue plays out a lot differently if she doesn't. Right. Well, yes. But yeah. I mean, it, like, you know, it, she's like there and she's beyond the narrative. And they yeah. show her eyes and she's all like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. And then yeah. they cut away and then they come back. But yeah. it never, I would have been very, very surprised if she had just been like, ah, fuck it. I'll just leave her here. Part of that. So there are a couple of dimensions there. One is the sort of the moral choice. You know, it's the right thing to do. And you know, we're meant to be better than uh, the villains. Part of that, too, is her age. Mm-hmm. She's not yet at an age where, um, I don't want to say, I don't know that you need a certain level of maturity to be able to take a life, but uh, there, there is something about that. Um, there's some there's a naivete about her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she, she's lived and she's done shit. And I, I emphasize that. You have to get embittered as you get older. <laughs> After a while, you're like, you know what? Yeah. I mean, I'm imagining our, our daughter. You know, I can't imagine her ever making a choice to, to let somebody die. But like me. I don't want to talk about it. Again. I, can, <laughs> I, I can make a choice to let somebody die if I had to. I'm not sure that I could. Yeah. Well. Um, I mean, it depends, you know, apart from like, like euthanasia. But um. um as respects Kitty, spoilers uh, again. In about three years' time, comic book time, like, like in '84, I think there's a miniseries with her and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. 
where she does hit a level of maturity mm-hmm. about that. Right, okay. Uh, it's a sort of a before and after thing. And Claremont, I think, did that sort of deliberately. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, like okay, you know, we have to kind of get her over right, this. Right, right. She over this, she uh, has to be a grown-up kind of now. Threshold. Time to be yeah. a grown-up, kitty. Yeah. yeah. But w- would you... I wrote down, this is a dumb thing, but... I don't know. Would you kill baby Hitler? <laughs> would you kill Emma Frost? Would you let her die? Uh... Would so I, Emma Frost and Baby Hitler are, are not maybe comparable. I don't know. Killing Baby Hitler is... Like, I would... I don't know. My brain does not lend itself to those sorts of... Um, not the moral questions. Like, I just get bogged down in the, like... Well, there is no time travel. <laughs> like, I, that's impossible. Like, I just... Um, what this hypothetical presupposes is... <laughs> There is. There is. <laughs> I want to watch the Royal Ten of Bums. Yeah. Um, I would probably not kill baby Hitler, but I'd kill Hitler as an adult. I wasn't listening because <laughs> As usual. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that the Royal Ten of Bums might be Gwyneth Paltrow's best performance. That's no, possible. Yeah, I, I really like her in that. Um I like her less so in the MCU movies. She, she's fine. Oh, she's fine. She, she doesn't detract. <laughs> Um, you could kill adult Hitler. I think I might agree with you. Uh, yeah, I killing adult really... Hitler would be like I wouldn't even lose sleep over it. Yeah. 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 Huh. All right. I'd even kill him, like you know, up close. Okay, like, so a... <laughs> I think we definitively answered that question <laughs> with an up close weapon. I'm miming stabbing someone right now. <laughs> like not with like a, from like a, with an ice not like, even. Not like as a like sniper, that. you know. You know, I get, yeah, Just, I you get know, it. Really... But, but like the miming, you've, you've got. Um, <laughs> Like like a downward motion. That's I mean, that's probably I a terrible way to stab. That's what it's funny because that's what people always do when they're really like when you're stabbing, pick. you're like more yeah. Yeah, I've never and, actually nobody can see us do that. Which is you all may think otherwise. I've never actually stabbed someone. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about uh, workout clothing. Okay. <laughs> let's. So Kitty's outfit to me that read more like pajamas yeah i think that actually because at one point she's like standing by the car and then i'm like is she in a bathing suit <laughs> is she in a leotard what is she wearing and again and I it, went, it's kitty you're talking yes. about not not um emma slash aurora no it's kitty yeah i mean emma slash aurora was in that like weird blue negligee that she was changed into no, after no, no, she no, was no, or no. she changed uh, no, oh, sorry. let me go to um uh, what page? What page? But then when I went back or while you I, search, yeah, I went, went back a few pages and I saw that the bottom to the bathing suit was actually like shorts. And yes, then it looked bottom more to like a bathing suit. The thing that looked like a bathing suit was actually shorts. Oh yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not sure I'm when not sure that. Your, uh, oh, oh, I know. It's like early on. Yeah, like when she's in by the car. Yeah, just like in this orange. And for a second, I was like, yeah, is that a. But then I realized like, it, it was like a tank. You're, you're, you're talking about like Kitty or Kitty? Emma? Kitty. Yeah, to me it looks like pajamas. Yeah, and I, yes. But then later I looked, and then it was shorts, and then I can tell that it was sort of supposed to be pajamas. And I'm not sure when Emma changed into that black bathing suit thing. I'm not clear on that either. <laughs> and furthermore, <laughs> so she changes out of. And by the way, we, we didn't even we skipped right past the fact that like like the brain switch and like the body horror, the dysmorphia. Yeah. Um. Also, somebody puts me in somebody else's, like, nasty-ass underwear. <laughs> like, I'm wearing somebody else's 
fucking pajamas. <laughs> like, like ah, like, I, I can't shower because I'm washing somebody else. Yeah. It's gross. Well, okay. it's like that someone mind switched me and then like put me into like kind of a weird sexy nightgown <laughs> to imprison me. Like, why? <laughs> Creepy. But yeah. then she's got that. And I don't know when she switches into the bathing suit. Okay. Uh, Emma slash Storm is not wearing a bathing suit. What is she well, wearing? Well, that's like a leotard, basically. Why is she wearing a leotard? I have that question, but <laughs> let's first establish that she's not wearing a bathing suit. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. So, all right, so she goes to get a change of clothes, and the like, like, she clearly had options about what to wear. So she's got these these weird workout leotards. Uh, and by the way, um, what time? Okay, about 40 minutes. Uh... Spot the 80s. So, do you remember the Jane Fonda workout? Oh, yeah, of course it is. Okay, cool. She basically got the Jane Fonda leotard sans leg warmers. Yeah. Yes. Also, a kind of of pith helmet. Pith helmet? (laughs) What the hat? I mean, it's sort of a floppy hat, but... The oh the hat and I'm on I'm on page eleven I mean whatever you could see it elsewhere but eleven I think is where where I'm looking at it um yeah the hat this is not a hat <laughs> first of all like they've established that it's nighttime <laughs> yeah she is wearing so you're a not hat. getting like a wide brimmed sun hat slash pith helmet where yeah I'm I'm flipping back because I um, want to see so now her it's like maybe it was. So they're they're with Stevie. She's wearing the hat and the bathing suit. She's not she, wearing a bathing suit. Whatever. She, not whatever. <laughs> because it does look well, like you know, the bathing suit doesn't have that weird blue sash around it. Okay, so they survive the car accident. Yeah, she's in the sort of light blue or white nightgown thing with the little chain in the front yeah yeah. then we go away now she's with stevie in the car and now she's wearing the hat and the black leotard so maybe stevie brought her some of her dancing clothes that's my best guess but yeah why the hat so that she could (laughs) the hat makes no sense disguised i Because she's sort of scooching down, like on page uh, page ten, they sort of do a drive by of the mansion. She's like scooched down in the seat, so maybe the hat is that part of is close to an explanation. Part of okay. <laughs> part of that uh, yeah. super secret costume. Yeah. Okay. Wacky. <sighs> but, but I uh, okay, so I couldn't. Um, yeah. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Um, Wolverine. Dying, air quotes, dying. Uh, that happens on yeah. That happens on on page twelve. As I was reading it as a kid the first time, you know, mm-hmm. so like eleven year old me. No, I'm nine year old me at that point. Nine year old, nine mm-hmm. years old. Nine year old me reading it the first time. I was I was really affected by it, mm. not because I thought he was dead, because okay. because like that same page you see like the weird right. magicy stuff around uh, Amanda, but it's more that because what I got as a kid was like okay, so I know that he's not dead. They all think that they killed him, right? They're they're all happy with that, <laughs> and yeah. and just something about it, it. It takes like three panels for him to like so like Leland. 
like, okay, I'm just going to increase your mass. And, like, it's not sudden. Right. And I was I was really... I, I don't... Not, like... It, I don't want to overstate it, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I was watching that and I was like, ooh, that's that's some grisly shit. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I'm totally, totally jaded because, like, for me, I mean, I, I it barely, um, yeah. it happened very quickly. I knew he wasn't really going to be dead. Right. Uh, there was very little sort of dramatic buildup to it. And yeah. then, you know, two seconds later, he was alive again. Right. Yeah. It, I think that's probably how I read it now. Yeah. And and it's, it's one of those interesting moments where revisiting it and just noticing the differences in how my brain processes that stuff. Right, right. But as a child, it was striking to you that they were willing and okay with killing him. They all thought they'd kill him. Yeah. And like to the the Hellfire... And and the Hellfire Club minions, uh, the ones dressed in red, they killed him after just like beating the living shit out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's some... It's heavy. A... That's some heartless shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to move on yeah, in ways on. that nine year old me could not have uh, moved on. Um, oh, page 17. But, but similar to that, the um, page 17 after Wolverine gets back, and we're going to call them like the red, uh, uh, the red outfitted minions. Um, <laughs> I like tench people. But... Okay, uh, the Red Hench people. Um, <laughs> I had remembered uh, that issue where Wolverine fights these guys right. and, and, and hits them pretty bad. And to see the consequences of that, like, a couple of years later. Right, because it wasn't that long. Yeah, like so it was 133. I'm trying to think, like, uh, it was 152, and I can't do the math on that. What is yeah, it, like, uh, 14, a 14 yeah, issues? Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's like one thirty. This is like like twenty two issues later. Twenty, yeah. Yeah, but whatever. Like 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 two years 19. in actual time. Yeah, 20, yeah. yeah. A few months, always, always a few months, <laughs> few months in comic book time. But I can remember uh, Wolverine. Yeah, like he fought these guards and he was pretty aggressive about it. Mm-hmm. And um, then later, there are consequences. Like the upshot of this, uh, as you read it, is Wolverine says like, "Hey." cling to your humanity but but at the same time like no Wolverine you so physically fucked these guys up that they're basically part machine now they're bionic now and I had this uh, crazy kind of empathy for for them for the henchmen yeah yeah Yeah. no I had some empathy for them too yeah yeah I agree that's all you got (laughs) Yeah, I felt sad for them. I yeah, mean, okay. You know, they were... <laughs> I, I, I... I need a cup I, of tea. It's... No, I, 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 I'm talking too much, and, that's, <laughs> no, and so fine. the way that I'm inviting you in is by saying, <laughs> "Is that aggressive. all you've got?" <laughs> you're not talking too much. You're yeah, yeah, I'm a dick. What else do you have written down? <laughs> written down. Um, okay. Uh, the end of the issue. Aurora naked again because of weather. Weather, you know, you don't know this. Um, weather she does can, naked again. Weather will rip That's the clothes right, right off, off of you. you. She's wearing that purple, purple scarf. Purple scarf. Uh, it's not a scarf. Pink. It's a big ass scarf. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a wrap. You know, a sarong or some shit. It's a sarong. Yeah, it's a sarong. Okay. 
I don't want to confuse if you. That's with... sarong. I don't want to be sarong. <laughs> I don't want to confuse you with ladies' clothing terminology. You, you can't tell the difference between a leotard and a swimsuit. <laughs> There's no difference between a leotard and a swimsuit. Don't Go swim in a leotard. I... <laughs> Go to the swimming pool in a leotard. Sure. I couldn't even find a leotard right now. They're both made out I'll of get like leotard. <laughs> nylon fabric. Anyway, yes. Uh, yes. Controlling the weather aggressively will will take your clothes right off yeah. of you. Yeah, we love disrobing Raro. <laughs> um, yeah. That's it. I Unless you've got more. I don't have any. That's just sort of like a, you know, sort of by the by. <laughs> by the yeah. by. Once again, by the by. once again, Aurora, will, uh, rather, weather will just rip the clothes right off of you. Bob McLeod Art. McLeod, McLeod, McLeod. McLeod? How do you pronounce that? M-C-L-E-O-D. You lived in the UK. Yeah. McLeod. McLeod? Yeah. Bob McLeod of the McLeod clan. Um, uh-huh. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I love this guy. We, uh, I don't know if you remember, we first saw him in annual number five, Oula la Badon, mm-hmm. Storming the Castle. Yes. He did the art there. He will continue to draw mutants in the New Mutants graphic novel, which probably we're going to read, and he does uh, an initial run on the New Mutants series. Cool. And I like him. Yep. I dig him. He's a, he's a good, good artist. Yeah. What else do I have? That is the totality of my prepared Prepared your... <laughs> I, want, I want to tee you up for something because I love the sound of your voice. And I love, <laughs> I love listening to the sound of your voice. So like, I want to get some question. Um, you, you, you absolutely nailed it on the moral question of when to kill Hitler. You know, when is a good time to kill Hitler? Um, uh, yeah, the second best time is now. The second right. Yeah. As soon as Hitler does the his best time would have been first bad thing. Yeah. So, so I, I feel like I'm, I had to come up with some question for you to 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 to, to uh, you know to opine on just just like two or three minutes because I like closing off with with, with the, <laughs> your nerves your nerves now. Um, um, you are you're making me nervous. Fuck, I got nothing. I got nothing. Brian, well, think of a question for me for next. Maybe you. Dear listeners, could send me a question, <laughs> and then I will answer it. Where where can someone send you that question? They could send it to me at cerebro at yes <laughs> at at xmenfiles.com? Yeah, yeah. Dot com. I always um, listen to the first part, but sometimes when Brian is talking, I'm not actually listening. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever worn a leotard? Have you ever owned leotards? Have I ever owned a leotard? Talk to me about women's fashion since you seem to know so I used to do much more about it than I do. I mean, I used to do aerobics. <laughs> used to do aerobics? I used to do aerobics. I used to do step. Do you remember step? I do remember step. This, up on this, is, this is before you met me. Oh, way before yeah, I met you. Yeah, because nobody does step anymore. Nobody does step anymore because it's probably terrible for your knees. Um, Better than... For them than jogging, maybe. Yeah. Um, anyway, no one does step anymore, but I used to do step in college, and I don't think that I ever wore a leotard. Taibo? Should you do Taibo? I did kickboxing. Yeah, I did. Like my right after I finished. You didn't do Taibo. You did kickboxing. I don't know what Taibo exactly is. <laughs> there was that guy. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy. I used to go to this kickboxing taibo. class, like on. It was like in some completely random building on maybe Wabash. Just some totally unassuming building that like you're like, yeah. 
Weird. After work, I would go, okay. and there was a kickboxing class. I did it for a long time. And you didn't wear a leotard. What do you, what, what, I probably you always just wore like bike shorts and a t-shirt. I think that feels like something that yeah, you know, college age me would wear to exercise. Umbros? Do you wear umbros? I never wore umbros. No. What are your thoughts on umbros? I think that they're fine, but <laughs> to me, they always just seem like they would ride up in between my thighs in like a really weird, bulky way. So. Is there any any cultural baggage with umbros? Because I always they seem just really suburban and white. Uh, they're probably pretty suburban and white, but I don't know. Like like you get a free pair of umbros when you buy a cabriolet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were probably like expensive. A six pack of Zima. It's like like the they were like the uh, spot the nineties. <laughs> they were like the eyes odds of uh, yeah you know exercise shorts yeah. but no i never wore umbros they never seem like it just seemed like wearing plastic you don't seem like an umbros pants girl. that would ride up between yeah. your thighs yeah. nothing on that you, you don't seem like an umbros girl no no okay I'm, i mean that positive thank you okay cool. <laughs> you seem like a bike shorts and a t-shirt yeah. uh, kind of girl yeah, that's although I mean. like bike shorts you don't know how to ride a bike i do not know how to ride a bike dear listeners i mean i would like if my life depended on it but it's not fun for me I want to imagine the circumstance where your life depends on riding a bike. <laughs> Hitler's back. <laughs> you have to go kill him and all you have. You to go have. Kill him. We don't have anything. Like, like, it's too far to run. You're going to have to take this bike. Uh, yeah. I never learned how to ride a bike as a kid. I learned as an adult. And, uh, and I learned. But it, you know, I had the fear. Like, it was never, it was never enjoyable for me. It was I'm always... Gonna terrifying i'm gonna smash all of our phones and i'm gonna let the air out of all of our tires and i'm gonna fake a heart attack <laughs> so that you have to take, I the have bike to take a bike i just in one of the kids well i just run next door okay <laughs> i know all of our neighbors okay all right all right, all right. one of these days one of these days i'm gonna scare you into riding into a bike. riding a bike okay until then until then we'll see you all next week see ya yep bye <laughs> Thank you for listening to The X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.